This episode of Ask the Masters is brought to you by Watershape Magazine. On today's episode, David Pinton sits down with Michael Moore II out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Michael joined the family business in 2003 and proudly serves as president and CEO of Moorhead Pools, which is a third-generation family-run business. He has completed many rigorous Genesis 3 design school courses and was awarded top 50 pool builders in the U.S. Enjoy this episode, The Blue Bayou. Welcome to this week's Ask the Masters program, and I am honored to have my friend Michael Moore here, um, and uh, this is Take Two. Take, take two. two, that's right. We tried to do this uh, a few months ago in, in Dallas, and didn't, we weren't able to get it finished, and so we figured rather than trying to cut that with this, um, we're just going to start all over from scratch. So, Michael, uh, introduce yourself. I'm uh, Michael Moore with uh, Boyd Pools in Shreveport, Louisiana. We've been in business since uh, 1960. Um, uh, my grandparents acquired the business in the mid-70s, uh, and I'm third generation. Wow, that's really cool. And I want to talk a little bit about how that all got started, because it's really cool. Um, so you're a bit different um, from many of our guests uh, in that, in that you're actually, um, I wouldn't call you a volume pool builder, uh, but you, you actually do more, uh, more significant production um, type of pools, but yeah. but what I love about you and why I wanted to have you on is is that um, you know you can still hold everything uh, and, and you can still be a responsible pool builder and um, and and really hold to good standards and everything because uh, there's there's a bit of a misnomer in the industry that volume pool builders are not. Uh, that quality and I don't think for the most part I don't think that really is the truth but there is that misnomer um, and so uh, yeah, I couldn't think of a better person to kind of dispel that than just hearing kind of your story and, and all of that yeah we, I mean we, I like to call ourselves a hybrid I mean so you know we we like to consider ourselves high-end luxury uh, water shape vessels that we do it um, but yet we're still doing 50 to 60 projects a year not really volume but not like 10 or less. Right. Um, our market, and, and I don't like to blame things on market, but our market, we're, we're proud of the type of work we do in our market. Some people in larger markets say they don't have the clientele to do the high-end stuff, and I, I've always subscribed to the fact of you can do nice stuff. It doesn't have to just, it doesn't have to cost a million dollars, even though we've done a million dollar pool. I mean, so it, it's, it's about what you put into your business, and we have retail and we have service. Oh wow! So you kind of so we have it all, which which is really strange. I mean, most guys that are uh, involved in you know the building education that we're involved in the high end construction, they don't come in and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, I got retail. We sell chemicals, Chlorine. parts, and chlorine." I mean, but we do, um, and that goes back to just who we are, what our model is, what our market is. Um, you know, retail is our value add to our business. It keeps us in touch with our clients. We we're in a a big small town or a small city type of atmosphere and so it's good to to kind of be that one-stop shop type of uh, company when it comes to backyard building and that's kind of what we try to do with our service our retail and then obviously our new construction yeah and one of the things that has always impressed me about you and your business model and everything is that yes you are third generation uh, it's a family business uh, but you take family to a whole new level uh, and when we were in Dallas, we kind of started to touch on that because I was sitting in a class with uh, some of your employees and they were talking about your dad and, and one of them actually started to cry. Uh, 
uh, and just talking about what you and and what your company has meant to them personally. And so, you know, it, it's uh, I'd love for you to kind of I'm going to put you on the spot and embarrass you a little bit, but uh, it's that model is just so compelling. Yeah, so so that was something that was ingrained in our culture. It really started when my dad took over in the late 90s uh, for my grandparents. And it was more, and I say he started it, they really started it, but he just really just pushed the limits to just emphasizing that work culture and that work atmosphere and what that breeds in, in as I call now today in our in our current uh company is disciples we create disciples in departments and, and my grandma it started my grandparents you know teaching employees how to read uh, you know and, and actually one of our key employees who's a 35 year employee is a pool cleaner is our lead pool cleaner that we have on our routes my grandmother taught him how to read uh, so, cool. so that's just a, a snippet and then my dad took over he really just emphasized that family 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 you know creating the team where we're big sports fans our family is and so my dad was just we, we modeled a lot of our um, emphasis in our team and our, our internal team service retail construction overall team in a sports type atmosphere mm-hmm. you know you know my dad said you know make your teammate an all-american uh, we're most successful and nobody cares who gets the credit just all these little mantras that you hear with with football basketball you know coach team sport coaches he really pushed that and, and you know he had his four E's that he always uh, pushed. Uh, first was to educate, which is, is is a foundational principle and a core value of our company. The second was to equip. He said, if I teach them how to do it, but I don't give them the right tools, what have I really done? Mm. And the third thing was to edify, encourage. You know, the coach aspect of him. And the fourth one was to empower, which is you can make decisions. I've trained you. I've came to the level. I'm going to empower you. So. We subscribe to those four E's, and which came from him, and that's just something we've just kind of built on over the years. Uh, and we still, again, we still try to improve it every day. We're nowhere where we near, nowhere where we want to be. Uh, as another thing you used to say, we're, we're either getting better, or we're getting worse every day. We're never staying the same, and so we're always trying to change our trajectory and get better. You said something interesting that actually strikes me. Uh, the, the last one, empower. Um, you know, within the luxury pool marketplace, um, there's not really a lot of room for mistakes. Uh, and, and um, you know, I do that with my guys too. I try to give them the power and allow them to make decisions. Um, and, you know, sometimes there are decisions that are not optimum. Uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, we have to go back. Uh, but but uh, I, I feel like you're probably similar to me in that you don't penalize your, your crew for that. We all make mistakes and we all have to make um, judgment calls and, and, and make decisions. Uh, and uh, so I, I really, I'd like to be able to see another company that holds that as a value, yet is also um, uh, putting out good high quality product. Well, I mean, and the one thing that Empower will do, if you, if you do it the way we want to do it, which we think is the right way, is it'll circle back to educate. So if you empower an employee or a team member uh, to make a decision and not have to call the office or call, you know, just empower them, maybe they make the wrong decision. It, it, we make mistakes every day. I make them every day. We're, you know, of course, we say we don't, we don't, we don't fail. We just learn. We win and we learn. Or we do both. 
Um, so if you empower them and they make that decision and it's wrong, that's an education opportunity. And so we come back in and we say, you know what, I could have sent you to the national show or to a regional show and spent $5,000 on classroom, board, etc. But that mistake cost me $2,500, but I think the education aspect of it was just as valuable as sending you to a class and talk about leak detection or whatever the case would be. So if you do it the right proper way, that, that empower will circle back to educate and then it'll just continue to flow. Yeah, and that, what I have found with my team, and I'm sure you have as well, is that it, it creates a sense of pride in them. And, you know, some of the lower, you know, we have, we have one of our guys, Antonio, um, he's been with me forever. Um, Antonio, his role is his role, um, and uh, he's not going to be a lead plumber, he's not going to be a lead electrician, but he is just as key a player on our team uh, as, you know, the guy out there, um, you know, setting our tile or doing anything like that. It's uh, allowing people to have the confidence and, and flourish within their God-given right and, and, and the position within the you know, one of the things we do as a company, as a team, is and my dad. My dad did start it years ago. Um, is about every second to third year, we'll go on a company cruise. Oh wow! We'll shut the place down. We pay for for everybody, all the team members, and they can pay for their spouse. They can upgrade to you know, luxury suites if they want. We we do it in a payroll deduction, so it's not just cash out of their pocket. It's like twenty bucks a week, and it's something they can financially and fiscally do. Even someone at the at a lower level, entry level position. What the emphasis on that one, what it did and what we found it did is, you know, on a cruise ship, you break bread every evening together yeah. as a group. And so my dad really emphasized that it's amazing you get to know a team member yeah. when you break bread with them yeah. and the things that you do in that aspect. And that correlates, we come back and all of a sudden a guy in construction can empathize and can understand a pool cleaner or a service tech or somebody in retail or a designer in construction or in the design department they can empathize with him. They can understand, you know what, I understand his job. He understands mine. I'm gonna do extra to make him easier. He's gonna help me to make my job easier. Yeah, so. yeah, and it just goes back to family too. I mean, you, you go on vacation with your family. That's right. And so you have to learn to like each other. And uh, and, we, and we generally do it the week of Thanksgiving because it's only like a two day work week for us. And so we find that we literally, we have Thanksgiving. One year we had Thanksgiving day on Orient Beach, which was awesome. Oh, wow. So cool. we, have, we have a lot of those kind of cool stories and that's just, kind of breeding into that culture of family uh, that we want to emphasize and it creates long tenured employees, you know, 30, 35 years. We just had a 38 year retire. We've got, you know, uh, the, the ladies that you met, Carl and Krista uh, in our operations office, uh, they're 15, 16 year. We've got a 20 year. Uh, we've got a lot of long tenured employees. And if we can get the lower level to buy into the family atmosphere that the disciples or the higher higher team members are selling downstream, then it just creates a, an upward culture that we want to, you know, changes the trajectory of our business. Sure. So let's talk a little bit about uh, where you came from, because that's really cool, fascinating story, how your grandfather got started in it and all of that. I mean, take me all the way back to the beginning. Uh, well, so my grandmother worked, uh, my last name's Moore. We are Moorhead. Uh, there isn't a Mr. Head that we were partners <laughs> with. Uh, we get that a lot, or I get called Michael Moorhead a lot, but that's cool. It's, 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 it always breeds for an interesting conversation story. Sure. But uh, my grandmother was his operations, for lack of a better term, manager uh, back in the 60s. Uh, my grandfather was a pole climber for the power company, and he mm -hmm. shot shot creek for Moorhead Pools on the weekends. Oh, wow. So that's kind of, you know, that was a 30-pool company back a year uh, company back then. 
And in 75, uh, they wanted to buy him out. And so my grandmother actually orchestrated the deal, and she was actually the owner of the company. My grandfather was an employee, which, uh, you know, there's no records. I don't think we can prove it, but there was always a longstanding deal of she was probably the first woman pool company owner in the country in 75, wow. which is probably close to true. There's a few other old uh, older uh, ladies in the industry that owned some companies back then. But uh, nonetheless, so my grandparents took it over in 75 and went all the way. Uh, my grandmother passed away in 99, and my grandfather uh, kind of retired. He was our consultant. Mm -hmm. Basically, we gave him a truck and said, just drive around and check on the guys every day. So, you know, so uh, my, my dad took uh, ownership. My mom works in operations. My sister's in the business. My wife runs our retail operations. So, you know, not only blood family, and we got our, our non-blood family and our company family, but, uh, you know, in 03, I graduated from college, uh, came home, and got knee-deep in the business. Of course, I had uh, I cleaned trash cans as a kid. <laughs> I cleaned pools one summer. I tied steel and plumbing. I was a plumbing assistant. I did a little bit of retail. Uh, so I've done just about everything in the business um, at one point or another, whether it be shot creep, steel, plumbing, uh, plaster. So I've done a few. I haven't done any pebble finishes. I, I wasn't popular back in the uh, mid-90s in my market. More, more white plaster only, but, hey, I, I've had a trial in my hand. Cool. So did that, was that always the understanding uh, is that you would grow up and, and you would move into the family business? Absolutely not. No? No, no. I went to school to be a doctor. Really? So, yeah. So I, um, I, I, grad, I signed a football scholarship out of college. I mean, out of high school, went to college and went pre-med for a year. And uh, after the first year of college, it was grueling. Came out with like a 3.8, which is great. I was pumped. And so my... Uh, mentor or administrator started laying out the next eight to ten years of my life and I just kind of got this glazed look over my face and said yeah you know um, I'm gonna rethink this path I'm just not a, I, I didn't like school per se that much I was ready to get out and, uh, and do stuff uh, and that just so happened to coincide with the year my grandmother passed away mm -hmm. and my dad took over the business and you know whether it was um, you know, more of the good Lord probably just lead me in that direction, just saying the urge inside me said, you know what, I'm going to come home and I'm going to get in the family business. So my sophomore year, I made that decision, changed my major uh, to business marketing with a minor in management and got my degree and then came home. Cool. Yeah. Was that, how, how was that, uh, bringing that to your parents? I mean, were they, because, uh, I mean, doctor to construction company. I mean, that's, that's a bit of a big job. It is, but you know, they wanted me to be happy and they, and they said, are you, are you sure? And are you, are you actually pot? I said, yeah, I'm sure that's what I want to do. And, and so, uh, we just began to make those plans. Uh, I came home and I was just going to be, uh, in marketing, uh, for the company, uh, for a little bit of a time. And about three months after one of our lead designers, uh, put in his resignation, wanted to go out on his own. And my dad said, Hey, go sell pools. And so that's when I packed up and I said, okay. And so that's when I began to seek out that that, that uh, industry education, of, you know, design, construction. And, uh, you know, we started, uh, started really investing and in educating our employees, starting with me and then kind of disseminating that down to our design team, our service team, our retail team, our construction team. You know, even our middle management in construction has been to internal education we've sent them out to other builders and that's another thing we we like to do is share with other builders mm. um, like yourself and you know we'll send somebody 
the other side of the country for, for a week at a time and just say, just be a worker for them and absorb their processes and what they do. Uh, and we find that's very successful when they come back and, and implement little tweaks in our process. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting time and a really actually very exciting time. I feel like we're in, in the pool industry right now um, as, you know, kind of the industry offerings are expanding for education. Uh, you know, you're working with the Master Pool Guild, uh, Watershed University. I mean, there's, there's this whole kind of um, morphing and growing of other opportunities. Uh, and, and I'm really getting excited about the fact that um, it's, it's moving beyond just the, the executives, uh, guys like you and me, you know, and they're trying to bring it down and, and bring more of the middle management and key players in there and, and educating them. I mean, that's, you've been doing that for a while, but that's... I think, I think that's where it's at. I think once everybody realizes that, um, you know, there's no secret sauce, it's just kind of the right way to do things on any level, whether it be rooftop pools that are three or four million dollars in L.A., or whether it be just simplistic entry-level quality pools in a backyard here in Louisiana somewhere. Um, it's there's no secret sauce, and if you you should invite your competition or perceived competition to the table because if you help elevate their game, all it does is elevate everybody else, and it, and it gets the mantra of the pool guy or you know the dirty the dirty industry reputation that we seem to have or our industry seems to have of, you know, leaving projects unfinished, taking people's money and just leaving and shutting down or going out of business and starting up a new one. It, it starts to comment and just elevates our industry and we start becoming the professionals that we should be in the consumer's eyes. And once you kind of get that mantra of just, I don't want my competition to know what I do. No, man, let me show you what I do because hopefully you'll pick up on it and it'll elevate your game, which will elevate everybody's game. Sure. Uh, I'd love to talk a little bit about Master Pool Guild and everything because it, 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 it fits right in with what you, you know, what, the way you run your business and the way you run everything. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a really intriguing uh, organization and that and, and how you guys give back. So. Uh, for, for someone not familiar with the MPG, what is the guild and, and who are you? And the Master Pools Guild is a group of like-minded builders, uh, mainly, mainly concrete construction builders. Some have service and retail like myself, some have only service and construction, some have just building only. They have no service, no retail. But mainly is, is building, new construction, concrete, shotcrete construction. We come together um, uh, all over the U.S., well, North American continent, and then several international from Australia to UK uh, to Spain, uh, Guatemala. We've got, we've got builders all over the world uh, and continue to expand with that, but uh, mainly North America. We come together twice a year, sometimes three. It's a sharing of ideas. It's a brotherhood. It's a very similar to what we're talking about where you get in a room you say, you know, I was having this issue, or you know what, I made this mistake. You don't make it. Or best thing I did for my business this year was X. And then you can take those ideas back to your own marketplaces and improve your business. But also, we're about industry education and giving back. Um, you know, encouraging, um, teaching kids or kids, adults, people how to swim. Not just kids. Adults need, you know, if they know how to swim, if they enjoy water, if they enjoy, you know, recreational water, whether it be, you know, boats and Scuba diving. scuba diving, there you go, see, I'm, I'm scuba diving, boats, whatever it be, recreational water, that encourages to have water in their backyard. 
which elevates our business. Uh, and so we're, we're really uh, a group of like-minded builders who are about getting better. I mean, much like what we do at our own level, uh, getting better at what we do, improving our craft, but also, you know, giving back to, to what's been given us. Sure. Yeah, and that's it's one of the things I've appreciated throughout my educational journey is just uh, even people within my marketplace uh, that we can share ideas and, and there's no threat. Uh, you know, when I came into the LA market, there were uh, four of my instructors were in the same marketplace and I was not a threat to them. They took me under their wings and it's really what it's all about. Uh, I heard the statement, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. And so um, really, I love that the guild kind of puts that into practice. And uh, there's, there's enough work for, for everybody. It really is, especially the quality. Uh, the quality people are trying to put in the, uh, put out the best product. There's enough work for us all. It's just a matter of elevating everybody's game. So what's uh, what's new on the horizon for you guys? What are you what are you having fun with? What are you? Uh... What's new uh, for for more head pools? I guess. Well, just in general. In general. I mean. LSU's got a game this weekend. Oh, yeah. We, we, I mean, we talk football. I mean, again, ah. we're, we're a heavy uh, athletic. Uh, my family's heavy athletics. Uh, all three of my children uh, play sports. Um, mandatory team sports. Okay. But we don't mandate what sport it is. We get They get to choose, but they have to play a team sport. And that just goes back mm. to my mentality of, to me, there's nothing greater than teaching young kids about life than a team sport. Uh, whether it be my daughter is softball, my middle daughter is basketball, soccer, and my son is uh, baseball, and just started football this year. Mm-hmm. And of course, I played football through college, and um, to me, it's the ultimate life lesson sport. I mean, there's nothing more that you get knocked and punched in the mouth, and you have no choice but to get up or lay there, uh, and that's life. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so yeah, so that's that's on the horizon for the more kids or the more family. Um, uh, Morehead Pools, we just launched our rebrand, which was really cool. About 20 years we've been in our kind of logo, and that was in place for 30 years prior to that. And so we rebranded our company to reflect uh, a little more modern uh, message that we have, but also we've instilled our core values, which is something we've never really, never really had in place, but something, again, that if you get everybody believing in the things that you believe in as a company, you just it, it just goes better. And then on the master guild level, we're about to rebrand as well. Here at the show, uh, we're launching our rebrand, uh, kind of a global thing that we've done uh, that uh, kind of freshen it up, modernize it, uh, and really reach to the consumer. I think that's some of the struggle that this industry has, and and not on the local level, we reach, we go directly to the consumer. But on the national level, whether it be uh, the national associations or the master pools guild or, or Carecraft or whoever that might be, uh, all the national groups, I think they missed the boat or have in the past of quit marketing internally. Let's get to the consumer and then have the consumer come to people like ourselves, which is, you know, are you a Master Guild member? You know, you know the first time somebody in a living room says, are you a master? You know, then you know you've hit it. Right. And, and you know, I don't know if that's happened to you, but it ain't happened to me. And so that tells me we still have a lot of ground to make up as an yeah. industry. And as yeah. groups, yeah, and that's uh, you know we were involved with uh, International Swim Day last year, uh, and sort of the the combination of all of these ideas and trying to um, 
get outside of the pool industry itself, but also just trying to, um, you know, get the buying public aware of, hey, there are people and there are good quality guys out here doing things not necessarily only within the industry. Uh, and, and there are good quality builders that exist uh, and just come find us uh, and, and, and to be able to have places where where we can all kind of congregate together. And, That's right. So Absolutely. Cool. Well, I'm thankful that you were on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be it. here. Honored to be here. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, go ahead with you. Yeah. Go Tigers. Okay. Ask the Masters is dedicated to educating, mentoring, and designing a better workplace for the swimming pool industry and their families. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.